Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. It's time now for a new regular feature we're launching called How To, where we explore some of the more unusual choices we have to make during the course of life. Today, it's How To Freeze Your Eggs. We're joined by Dr. John Waterstone of the Waterstone Clinic. Afternoon, John. Good afternoon, Sean. Uh, What would be the typical reasons a woman would come to a clinic and want to have her eggs frozen? Well, I suppose uh, for our listeners who may not have done leaving certificate biology, men and women are very different in terms of um, their ability to have children as they get older. Men produce sperms continuously and can have father children when they're 40, 50, 60, 70. I don't know what the record is, but it's certainly in the 90s. Women are different because their eggs change as they get older. Uh, Not so much through the 20s and 30s. There's a gradual decline in general to the 30s. But as women hit their very late 30s and get into their 40s, egg numbers and more especially egg quality deteriorates and the women concerned find it harder and harder to have children. So if they leave it too late, if they leave it until their late 30s or their early 40s, they may, if you like, miss the boat. So the whole concept of freezing eggs makes perfect sense theoretically. A younger woman, maybe without a partner, typically when we see our patients, maybe around age 35, comes in. She knows that her eggs are inexorably ageing. She doesn't have Mr. Wright on on the ready. And so she wonders about freezing her eggs now at age 35. When they go in the freezer, obviously they stay in the same condition. They don't deteriorate any further. So she gets older, but her eggs don't. Mm. And those eggs in the freezer may give her the potential to have a baby in her 40s when Mr. Wright does come along, or she might give up on Mr. Wright and use donor sperm, but at least it preserves that possibility of a baby in later life. So it makes perfect sense, theoretically. Yeah, though I suppose, even though maybe somebody in their 20s would probably never consider it, it's probably better to do it the, the younger the better. Would that be the case? Absolutely, yeah. Our, our scientists in our lab, um, they don't like to do it beyond age 37 because if you like, if you get up to 38 and beyond, you probably miss the boat and your eggs have already deteriorated and therefore you're not getting the, the insurance policy that you, you seek, so to speak. Right, yeah. And th- when, once the eggs are frozen, they never deteriorate? Uh, it's hard to put limits on these things. I mean, egg freezing, how long has it been around? Maybe 20 years, two decades. Mm. Um, frozen embryos have been around for longer. Recently, there was a report in the media of a baby having been produced from a frozen embryo. That's a fertilized egg. Um, 25, 26 years after that embryo had been frozen. Obviously, the, the couple who for whom it was frozen donated it to another couple. So but that gives you an idea about it. Certainly, decades can go by uh, and no perceptible t- deterioration takes place. Right. So it's certainly they're good for years. Um, you'd imagine that ultimately they, they would uh, would change. But, but certainly you're talking about decades. Yeah. Plenty okay. of time for the for the woman who might be considering egg freezing. Okay, so when a, so when a woman has her first appointment with a fertility clinic uh, such, such as one of yours, what will happen at that initial consultation? So a woman who comes in wanting to freeze her eggs, we do some hormone tests and we do an ultrasound scan that would be an internal, a transvaginal ultrasound scan to look at her ovaries, that particular patient, and see. Uh, what sort of egg numbers does she seem to have? The hormone test that we would do, the most important one is AMH, anti-malarian hormone. Um, and when we look at the ovaries, we, we would be counting on scan the number of small follicles we can see in each ovary. Follicles are little small bubbles of fluid, each of which contains an immature egg. Uh, and we would always expect to see some follicles, but some women have more than others. 
Uh, and if a woman has a high AMH level on her test, her blood test, and if she has a good antifollicle count on scan, it means that her egg numbers are currently good. And if we go through the process, we would be expecting to collect a good number of eggs from her at the end of the process, which we will describe mm. And yeah, is is there a number of eggs that you, a, a minimum number of eggs, you know, you'd want to, to collect? We, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you have to say throughout this whole dialogue about egg freezing that it, it's it's a it's a step you can take to proactively protect your fertility in the future, but it's not by no means a guarantee that a baby will come out of those eggs. We tell our patients that we would like to get 20 eggs in the freezer to have a realistic expectation that uh, in the future, when those eggs are, are thawed, and then fertilised, and the embryo is replaced, that a baby will come out of it. Mm. So I say 20, if you're going to pick a number, we would pick the number 20. Right, OK, so after that uh, initial consultation and, and scan, if things are looking good in terms of the, the, being able to um, har- harvest the right amount of eggs, what happens next? So a little bit of biology now, I suppose. As I've just talked about small follicles. Um, every At the beginning of every month for a woman who's not on the pill, who's ovulating normally, there are a number of these small follicles present in the ovary. Uh, and then two weeks later, one of those small follicles has grown into a big follicle and then it bursts and releases an egg. So in a natural cycle, only one mature egg is produced. When we do the egg collection, we want to get our hands on a bunch of eggs. So the woman concern goes on hormone injections, FSH injections, and that's just higher dose, higher doses of FSH, which is a normal hormone in the body, which normally makes one egg mature. But if we give a large amount of FSH, we override the normal control mechanisms and we don't just get one small follicle growing into a large follicle, we get a number of small follicles growing into a large follicle. We want to make as many small follicles as possible grow large in the hope that we're going to collect a mature egg out of each one. Mm. So the woman will go in due course on these hormone injections for about two weeks. We will scan her as she's on the injections. She would give the injections to herself uh, after being taught how to do so. It's not a complicated injection. It's uh, just under the skin, a subcuticular injection. Not hard to do once you've done one or two of them. Uh, we would scan her at intervals to see how many follicles are actually growing large and how big are they getting. And once the follicles get to a certain size, we know that she's on the brink of, of ovulation, so to speak. And then uh, we give what we call a trigger injection and we do an egg collection 36 hours later. And so, are, it, it, would it be the hope that you'll, you collect all 20 in one collection or, or is it a uh, Someone process? will give us, some, okay, the average number of eggs we get per woman per egg collection is 10. That's across the whole board. Someone will give us 20. We, we've collected 50 eggs from a woman on one occasion. Oh. Um, so 50 is about the, 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 the record, so to speak. Uh, but the average 10 and the disappointing thing is that some women, no matter how hard you try and no, no matter how high doses of stimulation you give them, will only give you very modest numbers of eggs and you might only get four or five. Mm. Um, and obviously for your aim of putting 20 eggs in the freezer, that um, means that you really need to go through the process more than once. Yeah. Um, are, are there, is there any side effects from, you know, when, when, when they're on the treatment to increase not, their yield no, of not eggs? Per, yeah, not particularly. Uh, sometimes women imagine that there's all sorts of horrific side effects and they go crazy for those two weeks. It's not really the case. Uh, we don't tend to have problems with side effects. That doesn't tend to be an issue. Um... And then the actual egg collection process itself, uh, that involves, it's generally, in some countries they give a general anaesthetic where, you know, the patient's absolutely anaesthetized as you would be for, you know, an operation. But in most clinics in Europe and in Britain and in Ireland, uh, we just heavily sedate. We give the sort of intravenous sedation you might have, say, for colonoscopy or gastroscopy. Mm. Uh, and the patient is not absolutely unconscious, uh, but 
feels very little and doesn't remember very much about the process afterwards. We use an internal scanner uh, which allows us to guide a long thin needle that goes up through the vaginal wall and into the ovary which is just the other side of the vaginal wall. It sounds, I suppose as I'm describing it, sounds a bit gruesome or it may sound gruesome to listeners. It's actually quite slick and it's the neatest way we have of getting the eggs out. It takes about maybe, on average, maybe 25 minutes. Longer if there's a huge number of follicles, less long if there are only a more modest number of follicles. Yeah. And that's the way we collect our bunch of eggs. And I say for egg freezing, the bigger the bunch, the happier we are and the happier the, the, the patient concerned is. OK, so uh, in, in terms of cost, what would a woman be looking at? Uh, in terms of cost, um, there may be variation from clinic to clinic. In our clinic, um, one stimulation cycle, including the egg collection and freezing, is, uh, is €3,000. If um, the woman wants to do two cycles, two cycles of, of um, stimulation and, and egg collection, uh, the cost is 5500 Um And then after that, there is a storage fee. Um, in our clinic, it's €25 Euros per month, which is paid by Stripe. Right. So that's the sort of amount of money concerned. Mm. So in terms of yeah, what you go through, side effects, some women fear that, say, they'll go crazy on the medications. That's not the case. It costs money. I mean, that's the downside. And the and it's not guaranteed to produce a baby uh, in the future. Um, yeah. Because uh, just, you know, I'm uh, anticipating the fact there'll be men texting in saying, well, how do you freeze sperm then? Is that a more straightforward uh, process? Um, well, sperm is more robust. It's easier to freeze. Uh, it's better to thaw. Eggs are the hardest um, reproductive tissue to freeze. Sperm is relatively easy. Fertilised eggs, for some reason, this is a, a byproduct when you do fertilise the eggs after, not just freeze them immediately after you've collected them, but fertilise them and produce embryos. Um, embryos are technically easier to freeze and to ob- obtain good success rates with afterwards. Uh, what a lot of patients don't understand is that freezing eggs is a challenging, technically challenging um, thing to do. Mm. It's not just like slinging a, a steak into the deep freeze. It's not like that. Uh, the eggs have to be, we use this vitrification process. In the early days of freezing eggs, we gradually, gradually reduce the temperature of, of the eggs um, until they everything froze. Uh, but the problem is that, that ice crystals can form both inside the, the embryos um, and outside and those ice crystals can physically damage the structure of the cell, the egg cell. So the more recent process that everybody is now using is, is sort of flash freezing. Instead of gradually reducing the temperature, we actually stick the the, um, the egg concern straight into liquid nitrogen. And they're so rapidly frozen uh, that the water inside the cells beca- it sort of turns into a glass-like state. That's why it's called vitrification, glass-like. And that means that, that ice crystals aren't formed. But in addition to that, to, to make to make it more certain that the eggs will not be damaged by the freezing and the thawing, uh, they have to be put into a solution of cryoprotectant beforehand. In our clinic, we're using DMSO, dimet- dimethyl sulfoxide, uh, we, and, uh, plus ethylene glycol. Ethylene glycol may sound familiar to some people because it's um, a component of many antifreeze mm-hmm. uh, solutions that will be used in your car, but it's the same sort of thing. It's, a, it's a, something that prevents freezing. And we use sucrose as well. So you have to put the eggs, first of all, into these cryoprotectant solutions. And then once they're equilibrated, you then plunge them into liquid nitrogen. They're frozen then so quickly that they, 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 they solidify um, without ice crystal formation. But even still, as they, um, survival rates, even in good setups, and when people are at the top of their game, um, you know, it might be 90%. So if you freeze um, 100 eggs and take them out of the freezer and thaw them, 
probably 90 of them will survive and that's in a good setup. Uh, and then when you go on to try and make embryos from them after thawing, uh, your, your success rates are fairly modest and that's why we, we want people who are considering egg freezing to freeze at least 20 eggs. Yes, indeed. Can you put a figure on what, on what the odds would be? So we sort of quote in our clinic that if you're under 38 and we really dissuade people who are older than 37 uh, from having their eggs frozen in the first place unless we get an exceptional 38-year-old who seems to have high, very high egg numbers. If you're under 38 and you freeze 20 eggs, you put 20 eggs in the freezer, 20 mature eggs, then maybe there's an 80% chance of having a baby afterwards if those eggs in due course are thawed, inseminated and the embryo is replaced. And then for women who are older, the chances are much smaller. So, as I say, it is a an insurance policy. It's perfectly logical, but there is this high skill element involved, and you really would want to know. If my daughter came to me, she said, "Dad, you know, I'm you know I'm 33, and I'm a bit nervous about my eggs in the future. I'd like to freeze eggs." I'd be saying, "Well, just be careful about where you go. Mm. This is challenging, and you want to make sure that people are doing it. Have been doing it for a while, and not only have they been freezing eggs, but they've been thawing eggs and they've been getting getting babies afterwards." So. It is um, something where there is a high skill component. It's not a simple matter, uh, technically, to to do this work. John, thanks very much for uh, speaking with us today. That was Dr. John Waterstone there, founder of the Waterstone Clinic, uh, who uh, specialises, obviously, in women's health and fertility. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. Want to take a break after that? How high-end is high-end food? Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.